Hello everybody and welcome to Time For Us. Today we have a very special guest joining us, Mira Liebowitz, the co-founder of Please, an online sex shop that's reforming and modernizing the industry. Please, the sex shop aims to create a normalized and enjoyable shopping experience for everyone, anywhere. Mira, with her future hubby, Greg Scher, or Legus, as I've only ever known him in my entire life and have no concept of the fact that he actually has a first name and a surname, embarked on this venture to bring sophistication and pleasure to the intimate product retail space. Beyond her role at Please, Mira is a talented freelance stylist and creative consultant, bringing her expertise and vision to the Please brand as it is so apparent. Mira is an incredible host and anyone who knows her will have experienced this firsthand. She is a gentle soul and a cherished friend to many, 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 many. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled to have her join us today. So welcome, Mira. So excited to be here. I'm a big fan already. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I appreciate it. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, like we said earlier, my voice is 90% back, maybe 95% back. Um, had a pretty wild weekend. We exhibited at Sexpo, our very first Sexpo in our lives, but also as exhibitors. So it was quite a wild experience. And uh, we had a stall right next to the stage. So it was a lot of shouting just to kind of, you know, yeah chat to people we had to shout it looked like it was jam-packed when we went there on the when i mean well, i must say wednesday on the friday no saturday. sorry the saturday what's going on i'm a little bit dear <laughs> my car today sorry guys uh when we went on the saturday it was like chockers we were kind of ushering ourselves along the little alleyways or the aisles to try get from stand to stand so you must have had a lot of foot traffic yeah it was it was pretty nice um I was actually like out of breath at one point. I was speaking so much. I needed to just take a, a step back and just breathe, which was pretty gnarly, but what? obviously just so great. Yeah. Was it just like a um, bunch of people kind of ebbing and flowing in? Because when we popped in to see you, it seemed like it was just one person after the next. Yeah, exactly that. I think Sexpo was kind of um, like a market in that everybody, you know, does the walkthrough and they have a quick look and then they come back to what interests them. Mm. Um, but our stand was really small. And I think because it was small, there was it always seemed like there was a lot of people there. And because it seemed like there was a lot of people there, it actually gained more attraction because people were wondering what is going on here. Like, we want to know what is happening here. So it was... Yeah, it was pretty interesting in that way, but I think it worked out for us in, in the end of the, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. When we went past you guys, I saw this, like, I, I think as people get progressively more tipsy when they're there, they start, like, misbehaving. Oh, yeah. And I saw, I saw some couple, like, the one lady, she picked up one of your vibrators and she was putting it on her partner's face or something. And I was watching this and I just thought to myself, if this was my stand, I think it's maybe in my nature to be quite protective. I'd be like, this would really irritate me. I'd be like, put it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, so a lot of people say that um, the tip of the nose has the most nerve en endings, apparently, wow. compared to, you know, other, you know, parts of the body. So that's why probably you were seeing a lot of people, you know, 
putting the vibrators on their That's faces so or nose because your the palm of your hand is literally the most desensitized desensitized part of your body so wow. you know obviously we're like showing people how things work on their palm but it's actually it's not an accurate you know sensation so that's maybe that explanation but yeah I think in terms of you know people just touching and playing I think that was the whole point of it because we're only online and this was our you know this was the time for us to be in real life and let people experience things in the flesh Mm. yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit more about please like I'm so intrigued because I know we had the little introduction at the beginning here where we discussed your like I guess a bit of your career prior I think it was still in line with styling and was it so I was at GQ and Glamour fashion editor Greg was at UCOOK as finance manager and we were both kind of you know in this place in our career where you know we kind of reached a ceiling and we were thinking you know what's next and um, yeah I basically went to him one week and said listen this is I've, I've now grown the balls and it's time for me to leave like it's time for the next step and I think freelance is the way to go and literally that that same week, if not one day later, Greg came to me and said that they are restructuring a new cook and he's decided to take a package and leave. So here we both are, you know, we've like, we were in these like great positions in our careers and now we both like all of a sudden like essentially jobless. <laughs> But at the same time, it was a very like exciting part of our t- of our lives because we were like, okay, this is like a transition period, and we're both in it together. It's like pretty exciting, actually. If we want to backpedal a little bit further, um, when we first met, I've had this idea for a sex shop, maybe for seven or eight years already. I think it was when I first moved to Cape Town. I just I saw this one Instagram page, and it was uh, a Milan-based sex shop, and the way they had you know, curated, uh, uh, kind of like executed the branding, just like their visual language, everything was just so on point. And I just became like obsessed with this brand and business and just thought, why does nothing like this exist in South Africa? And this was years ago already. And I kind of sat with this idea for a while um, because I'm more of like a doer then I don't want to be like, oh, I want to do a sex shop. Oh, you know, I want to start a sex shop. I was like, I want to actually do this. And like, I don't want to tell anyone I'm doing it. I just want to do it. But obviously life gets in the way, career, you know, timing is everything. I only told one other person about this business idea, which is my best friend who actually owns Granadilla somewhere. So he's like in the entrepreneurial, you know, atmosphere and all of that. And I thought he would be a good person to kind of like bounce this idea off of and he's backed me from like day one um so he's known about this idea and then when I met Greg literally the first time Josh met Greg he basically said oh yeah do you know about this like business idea that your girlfriend you know this dream of hers and I was like oh okay fuck like now now people are gonna start knowing this idea like okay anyway so then so now Greg knows about this like freaky idea of mine, <laughs> like literally a few months into dating. 
so um, yeah it's quite a bold thing <laughs> yeah, to I was just like it. you know I'm trying to like you know you, you know like be smooth and like take it slow and like <laughs> now my best friend's like oh yeah your girlfriend like wants to start a sex shop I don't know if you know that and I was like okay anyway fast forward um you know this idea has been a seed now for five years four or five years and fast forward back to the point where you know we both found ourselves in this position of you know what's next and Greg came to me and said I think we should do the sex shop idea so I was like absolutely finished have you told him anything more about it up until that point that he yeah was like, okay. so I'd already kind of started plotting a bit of like a, a CI and a bit of a you know like um a business I wouldn't say a business plan, but just like a general idea of like what I want this vision to be and like how I would want to execute it if I, if I had all the money in the world, basically, Mm. what would I want this to be? What would, what would I want it to say? And I'd kind of gotten all of that down and that was already years ago. And every time I would revisit it, it would always be the same and it still is the same today. So it's just like, makes me feel so proud that like the same kind of vision and idea is exactly the same as what it was when I first had it um so yeah and then basically from there we kind of just went straight into like research working with a business coach Um, where do you find a business coach so Greg uh Greg's brother actually Greg's whole family is pretty entrepreneurial his dad is a uh, has a, quite a successful business his brother's also in the fashion industry his other bus- his other brother also has a contact lens business so he comes from like this family of entrepreneurs and um they have this really amazing business coach that they've worked with so we were lucky enough to have a few sessions well actually greg had quite a few sessions with this business coach um who actually advised greg now it's now whenever you know I think in terms of timing um you know we don't have kids yet we don't have those kinds of uh, responsibilities so if we are going to start a business I think now is the best time to do it mm. so that's also kind of what you know steered steered us in the direction of doing it now so yeah and from there it was yeah just uh, I don't I, th- I really think that I wouldn't have been able to do it with, without Greg like he really was the driving force behind you know actually getting it off its feet because I you know I have the ideas and I have like you know the the visuals and you know what I wanted to look like and what I wanted to say but I have no idea how to start a business like I I just didn't know even know where to start so to have him was incredibly helpful and perfect combination almost yeah exactly so complement each other's exactly what you bring to the table for sure so he's you know we've each got our own strengths Mm. he comes from finance i come from fashion and you know visuals the whole visual fashion styling aspect and how that shows itself in please you know i feel like i feel like you seeing that brand or that Milan sex shop online and thinking, wow, this is really sexy and this is quite tasteful and then doing it for yourself in its own way, I can see how, like, why Please has this, yeah, it just has, like, it's quite bespoke, you know, it stands out, it's very chic. 
Exactly. Yeah, like that all makes perfect sense when you think about your journey leading up to this point. Yeah, I suppose... I suppose also because um, my like background in styling is not only just you know high fashion styling; it's it's basically commercial, mm. co- you know, in a commercial sense. So I suppose that that background will come through in in terms of you know actually visually portraying the brand. Yeah, you have to have an eye for things. Yeah, you know that I think helps. So what what is it like being an entrepreneur? it's such an interesting question because i still i don't even really like see myself as one i'm just like you're just like i'm doing the thing yeah (laughs) like i don't know maybe i suppose yeah maybe when we're when we've like really made it then i can be like okay wow like we're i'm an entrepreneur you know i i I can see i can see why you're reluctant to maybe put the label on yourself but you but you are still an entrepreneur yeah you've started your own business it is generating an income you still have finances that you have to figure out and Mm. strategies Mm. you have to come up with your business so you're doing all of these things that an entrepreneur does what's it like I mean listen it's hard Uh, right now you know we're both it's not 100% please we're both still working other jobs so it's pretty consuming you know having to be a stylist freelance stylist which can be so consuming when you're on a job like you cannot you know you you don't have time for anything else when you're when you're on a job like styling um and Greg's also doing you know other finance work on the side so I think we're both kind of just looking forward to a time when we are solely focused on please it's like I just can't wait for the for that time that we can just focus on please and not have to you know be working other jobs Mm. So aside from you saying that you stumbled across something that inspired you in terms of like the, that Milan store or that original kind of spark of your idea, why, it's like, why sex toys? Is, has it just been something that like excites you or? So I think I've kind of always grown up in a very kind of open, sexually liberated household. It's just always been a very like, I wouldn't say nonchalant but it's just always been a very open conversation at home my mom is you know really open about all that stuff and um, we actually joke about um, the the very first sex toy I ever saw was my mom's and I still vividly I know it's (laughs) such a cringy story but it's also like pretty funny like she also just like my mom is just insane in the best way but I remember her like she was blow drying my hair one day and I was like playing with whatever contents of the drawers and um and I picked up this object and I was like what is this and she said oh it's my vibrator I love that and I was just like first of all I was like what the fuck is even a vibrator like I was literally like nine years old and then my sister I could just see my sister because she's older than me I could just see her like literally melting into the carpet and um, with like embarrassment and uh, she was just like oh my god mom and then <laughs> my mom just like dropped this line which I'll literally never forget she said well your father wanted to throw all his toys out the cot and one of them happened to be mine <laughs> I was like 
what i was like are we like in a fucking movie yeah, like, like who, this. yeah i was like seriously like i still think about that line and i'm like damn girl like where did you come up with this shit like and i even say to her to this day i'm like do you remember saying that and she was just like mm. she's like what what do you mean she's no, going no, about it live yeah she's <laughs> so like whatever but anyway so that was like kind of my upbringing in terms of sex toys but i think the main objective and kind of like reason we got into this or reason I wanted to get into this was because I just felt like there was such a gap in the market in South Africa overseas obviously a completely different story um but if you if you take and obviously I don't want to like knock any other brands and shops and whatever but if you want to be really honest you know if you want to look at other stores and whether it's physical or online what is that experience? How does it make you feel? You know, I just, for myself, the way I felt, grimy. Yeah. <laughs> the way I felt was, you know, you, you walk into a, we won't name names here, but you walk into a blacked out kind of windowed shop and, you know, maybe you're going to buy some poppers or maybe you're going to go buy like a dildo as a joke or, you know, but are you actually going in there to buy something for yourself? I don't think so like it's not the experience you want to have and sex is like such a beautiful intimate part of everyone's daily life that I just feel like that experience didn't match Mm. and when we started looking into it um the more we you know the more we we want the more we research the more we realized is that um that gap whether it's in real life is actually also online So the experience that I was feeling personally like online was that it was just also just very overwhelming, overstimulating, too many products, too many tabs. The visuals were quite hectic. (laughs) And I was just like, I just, it's an experience that I just didn't enjoy and just ended up kind of closing the tab and not shopping. Yeah. So I just felt like, why is there not, you know, a derma store but for sex? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like I was like, you know, you open one of these like skincare um, websites and they give you a little, you know, questionnaire, you know, do you have oily skin or dry skin? You know, that kind of thing. Yes. And I was like, and then you open up this website and it's like all these beautiful images. And I just thought, why can't we do that but for sex? Yeah. Like just give people that experience but it's for sex, which is so important. It's as important as skincare, basically. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, so that's kind of where that need came from. And I still feel really strongly about it today. And earlier you mentioned, well, and I mentioned it when I kind of gave the introduction around normalizing the experience or normalizing, like, I guess, shopping for sex toys. Totally. Or even the conversation with friends, you know, like... I feel like it was only once we started this business that, you know, we amongst even best friends could just chat about these kinds of things openly. And wow, like things really opened up. (laughs) Like people were just all of a sudden just loving this kind of, you know, sex talk. And And I think that that's great because the minute, you know, people feel more comfortable talking about these kinds of things, it actually allows for education and more understanding and I think that is like that's where we want to go you know Mm. 
So in the research and stuff that you've, I'm assuming that you would have to have done a lot of research around the products that you curate on your website and what you guys, I guess, retail. So what is like some of the craziest things that you found in your research? Or what's some of the most surprising things that have like jumped out at you? Um, well, more recently, um, I was researching sex machines, um, kind of like automated sex machines, which was like pretty wild. I think I've seen one of those at like a really dodgy sexpo in Durban that I went to the once. Yeah. It was like a little man. He had like a little tuxedo. I don't know if it's the same. And like you could change his outfits and it had, he was a tiny little torso man body, but with obviously a big dick, a massive dildo. Oh my and God. You, and you could like, and you could hump and you would put him in between so, your legs. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I must show you a visual of this. Cause basically this is kind of like way more like mechanical. I would say it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a four post machine that works with a motor and it's just like, and then you can. Um, put any dildo of any size or kind oh, wow. at the end of it and then it's basically like I just, yeah it's just wild and I also think it's like it's humbling because I feel like every time you see something that's like really wild and you're like oh my god what the fuck then you're like no actually this is cool like people are into whatever and you need to be open to it yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. So the second you think like oh my god this is so wild you need to be you, you know you need to take it back and actually think it's fine. We're so obsessed with sex as human beings. Um, I was listening to something earlier, actually. I don't know if you know the, she's a podcaster named Sex, well, she does Sex, sex with, with Emily. Emily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have her. She was saying that everyone, well, like society at the moment's going through a, a sex recession and that that kind of stems from the fact that we are distracted by so many other things. We're running at a lot of a higher rate of anxiety and mental struggles, kind of everyone that's like are going through these kind of things. And I guess I'm wondering how important is sex? Is it always going to be important? Do you feel like as a human species, maybe one day we'll evolve past that? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you this like, and to fly in the face of your, of your stall. <laughs> this just came to me now. I'm just thinking like, what is your opinion on that? It's just interesting. It's so interesting, but I do think that sex is so important in for everybody. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like we as human beings are sexual beings and it is just really unfortunate that it is going in this way. Like you're saying, you know, obviously anxiety is not going to help your, you know, sexual, libido, yeah. yeah, your libido in any way. So I hear you, but I feel like there's ways to kind of overcome it, just prioritize sex. I feel like sex, sex is also, you know, a stress reliever. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, a catch-22. Yeah, that's exactly also what this Emily lady was saying. She was saying that we just aren't prioritizing it. That's yeah. actually why it's like going further and further down the, I guess, list of priorities or to-do list because there's just like so many other things that consume the totally human mind. yeah and i think it's important like the like people are always saying well you know the sex all the sex therapists and articles i'm reading all the time but if you know if you're feeling like you don't have time for sex actually schedule it why not you yeah. schedule everything else in your life you put you know your gym you know your spinning classes in your calendar 
dinners in your calendar just schedule sex as well like why not yeah it's definitely something to prioritize I guess that we have this perception of it like it it has to be some romantic unfolding and this like whimsical experience and I think a lot of that ties into not to say that it isn't that in the moment yeah although it's also not to say that you can't just be down for a jolly good fuck and like that you know it doesn't have to be whimsical and romantic do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it can just be like, let's bang it out. It can be whimsical and romantic. But I feel like there's a lot of a narrative that we've been fed, probably through media, probably through movies, that like we have this understanding that sex needs to, I guess, look a certain way or like yeah. have this like, I look across you to you from like across the room and like you know, your panties just drop immediately and then we go and bang it out. But yeah, you know. So there's like, oh yeah, this is this is like, we can talk for hours about desire you know and okay so there's spontaneous desire and then there's responsive desire huh and it's basically saying that spontaneous desire is what you're speaking about the whimsical the in the moment you know things are just so hot and heavy and it's that spark and um and that's great but that's not always the case. Responsive desire is desire that is built up over time. And, you know, scheduling sex with a partner is a form of responsive desire. And it's not to say one is better than the other, that, like, neither is good or bad or worse or better. They are both equal. They are just different. I love that. I love that there's words for it because I feel like, as a woman, there's... <laughs> sorry Erin <laughs> might regret saying this but, but like okay so obviously women and men are different totally we're just so different in the way that we are and it's not to cast us all in one light maybe there are some women I'm sure there are that are just like ravenously horny all the time and sure. just want to have sex like non-stop I think we all have our moments where we are like that but for me personally the responsive desire is kind of what comes into play doesn't mean that I don't want to have sex when we're in the moment, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to like glance across the room at you and want to rip your clothes off every single day. Yes, of course. And I feel like that has been something that's come up in my relationship, actually. And if he initiates, he sometimes I guess it can also get a bit tiring. Not that I don't initiate, I also initiate. But it's like if, if you're the one that has an actual limb on your body that's now completely aroused and full of blood and you can't ignore it it's there it's got your attention it's occupying your mind then yes you are going to want to do more things with that I don't have that like yeah and also women actually need more time to actually get into it you know we we need more time and we need more stimulation we're not just going to get hard immediately of course some people will but most of the time you know it takes a while for our bodies to catch up with you know the situation we actually i'm actually in the middle of writing an article that is well so leggy and i we both have sorry leggy is another name for legus for greg Greg. (laughs) um but we have a like a blog part of our website where we write articles and the goal of that is to kind of you know just um have a, a space where people can you know read interesting things and um Hopefully one day we'll have loads of people like writing articles and submitting to us or, you know, in collaboration and just, yeah, having this kind of platform. But for now, it's just me and Leggy writing and researching articles. And uh, so he's 
actually just written one and I'm kind of going through it and editing it. Um, and it's titled when your partner doesn't, isn't in the mood, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and it's basically exactly what you're saying. So it's not that you're not in the mood. I was going to say that. Forever. But it's also not that I'm not actually in the mood as in like, just that phrasing even makes it sound like, it's like a shutdown. Yes. It's like, I'm not in the mood the second yes but if you give me 10 minutes i can be i can be yeah yeah like it's literally just that far in the future i can be very much in the mood just right this moment like yeah no it's not really the t- i didn't really think about this yeah, like i wasn't exactly. thinking about sex whereas if you actually think about scheduling sex like i know it's like such a bizarre like concept but i've been thinking about it and obviously been hearing it in podcasts and stuff and um if you think about like say you did schedule sex it's basically like scheduling a date and like yeah. leading up to it, I mean, damn, like that'll fucking get you in the mood. Like just the fact that you've scheduled it and now you're like, oh shit, okay, cool. Like I've got this uh, it's appointment nice. coming up. Yeah, it's actually quite <laughs> you nice. Know? You can make sure that you're fresh and exactly. you know, you've got your nice undies on or no undies at all. Yeah. Out of interest, how many of your toys do you personally try? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so leading up to the launch of this business, so... Every single toy that we have on our site, we obviously got samples of and we wanted to test everything before actually going live with anything. You know, if there was something that we didn't feel strongly about, then we weren't going to sell it. Mm. And so, yeah, so we just have samples of every single toy. Oh my God, your collection of sex toys. (laughs) And it was actually, it was like hysterical (laughs) because leading up to the launch, we basically wanted to test every single product and it was it was literally a matter of scheduling. Like every night we're like, okay, we need it. Like, what do we need to do tonight? Okay, no, we need to try this one, this one, this one. And we still got like three more toys. Like it was like the week before launch. We were like literally <laughs> just like, our week was just filled with like trying all these sex toys. It was hysterical. Like That's we're having so like funny. dinner with friends and they'd like, you know, tell us about their week. And we were just like, yeah, we also just like so tired. We've just been like <laughs> trying all these sex toys the whole week. Takes <laughs> it out of you. They're yeah. like, oh, shame such a tough job (laughs) yeah that's hilarious so you brought some with you today yeah so i did bring a few yippee Um, yippee kaye which one is your favorite would you say so i have a few favorites um because they're also different and they like you know they give you different things and fulfill different needs i would say my favorite toy is um the air which is uh it's a suction toy by Dame, which is an American brand. Um, I don't actually have it here today because we've sent it. Just, uh, we just used it recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so we've, actually, we've sent it off to like people want to shoot for us. So they oh, nice. got it in Joburg. They're shooting stuff. Um, but I do have another one that's like similar. And, um, and then also magic wand oh yes it's like honestly like it's so gigantic um and like can look quite intimidating but it honestly is just such a crazy sensation it's like this deep like earthy rumble as opposed to like a higher vibration so Mm. it's like really is just like an insane sensation i think there's something quite nice about the size of it though i'm gonna grab it because it almost feels like you're wielding some power you know it's like this <laughs> well microphone hello oh. <laughs> it literally looks like a microphone and the colors and stuff so um all our toys we kind of like 
they just come in these colors. There are a few toys that um, they ha- come in a variety of colors. Okay. Um, but most of the toys that we go for are, you know, the brands align with us as a brand in terms of, you know, their visual identities and how they look and how they feel. Yeah, our one thing was just like, we want top tier products. Everything needs to be of the best quality. Mm. So the other one that I saw that you guys had at the sex expo, sex expo, was that little licky that thing is stuck in my head so that actually also has gone off to be shot oh really Um, so that's gone but that that is a very interesting people people were fascinated by that and basically what it is it's a vibrator that kind of looks a bit like a spatula in a way but it's um at the end of the vibrator it has a very thin piece of silicon which mimics a tongue if a tongue could vibrate basically (laughs) which is like so ridiculous but honestly like it is just a very um like tingly sensation and yeah I I always say that if you are quite sensitive then that's the one for you because it's like you know it's it's not too hectic yeah it's not too hectic and it's just such an intriguing little device it looks it like looks like some like fairy wand or something there's something that's so nice about that soft end yes yeah Yeah, it's great yeah okay so which ones are your favorite so i would say the wand like the wand is one of my favorites and then the air is also one of my favorites so yeah i would say Okay, divine. Because um, the air is also, so for anyone listening who has never tried um, suction technology, so it's kind of this like push-pull of air and it is so different to the vibration sensation. So it's... Is it the same as someone going down on you? I mean, obviously that sounds like a ridiculous question, but I'm going to put it out there. Depends uh, on their technique. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, listen, obviously, you know, every everyone's going to be different. But I would say no. Okay. It's just, it's a, it's a whole other situation. It's oh, really? This, it's the same way as, you know, if you've never used a vibrator and then you bring a vibrator in and you're like, what is this feeling? Now, this is literally another one of those. Also, just a completely different feeling. Mm. And I just, yeah, I think it's really exciting to just have something novel you know uh, just a whole new experience if you've never had that before yeah so I always tell people you know if they if they're keen on sex toys and vibrators they should really get into you know the air toys because it's just something so different I'm very intrigued by that actually as well and I've also heard so many good things about these air toys I don't know if I can name names, but yeah, there's a few of our <laughs> friends who have them. Yeah. And they've all just like sung the praises of yeah. these devices. No, literally like um, a lot of my friends, you know, when we started this business, um, you know, they all started, you know, getting into sex toys, which is so great. And obviously that was the one I recommended the most um, because a lot of my friends already had vibrators and I was like, cool, this is something new. And they all just came back and their response was literally like, what the fuck is going, like, what, what going just on? happened to me? Yeah. What actually just happened? <gasps> That's the exact um, feedback so- that I heard. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty great response. Ooh, you're selling it. <laughs> you're selling it. Everyone's now sitting, probably listening, thinking, yeah. oh my God. And I think also like the other thing about sex toys is that, um, which I want you know everybody men women included to understand is that like sex toys aren't a replacement in any way it's just Mm. an enhancement and it's an addition you know what I mean what was your first sex toy 
So my first sex toy was actually a glass dildo. Oh, wow. Those have also intrigued me so much. Yeah. So did you get it on your own or did your mom get it for you? <laughs> I know that so that sounds rogue, but I'm like, maybe <laughs> Love that's it. far out. <laughs> um, no, actually, I got it with, a, with my first boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's that. There's a there's a whole there's a whole box of sex toys that just remains in that box from a past <laughs> life, basically. Uh, yeah, when I met Greg, you know, I felt like we 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 took things so slow, you know, like I didn't want to just like show him this like crazy box of sex toys, like absolutely not. So that box just remains. Oh, really? And now we have our like whole collection of sex toys. Actually. We didn't use a sex toy together as a couple until we started this business. Oh, wow. Yeah, how crazy. I just felt like we didn't, we didn't really need it. Mm. Well, and I think if anyone was going to need it, it was going to be me, you know? So yeah. I was like, if I'm feeling fine without it, then what's the need? But obviously, obviously it's so fun, you know? It's like so much fun. But I wasn't feeling like we needed it just yet. And then... Um, and I also wasn't going to bring out my sex toy box Your from like my, box. my sex box <laughs> from my past life. You know, that's a little bit awky. It's like, <laughs> so then when we started this business, I was like, okay, can we go get a sex toy now? We need it. Like, you know, we need it's it. It's all for the business, babe. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was obviously a fun experience. And so, yeah, we basically just bought one sex toy as a couple in our whole lives. And now the rest is... You know, yeah, all business research, <laughs> yeah, market yeah, research. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's great. I also feel like I get what you mean when you say that it might not necessarily feel like you needed to add anything to the equation. Whereas, like, yes, it's it can be so much fun, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I I don't have that many sex toys personally. Mm. I have one little vibrating dude which i think most of the female population has yeah like a bullet yeah like yeah. a little bullet is it my favorite thing i'm not sure not so yeah. sure it's quite interesting hey and another question i had for you actually that popped into my head is what do you think the etiquette is around using sex toys that you had with a previous partner with your with your latest partner because i've read and seen some things and i feel like in a weird way, it shouldn't matter, but yeah. I think psychologically it does. It's like buying lingerie. Like I've had some lingerie that I bought, you know, when I was dating an ex and then I still had the lingerie yes. and then you like recycle it <laughs> because that shit's expensive and you look good in it. So then you're out with your next boyfriend in the same lingerie and they're none the wiser. I mean, if they do ask you like, where'd you get that from? You kind of like, oh, it's, I just bought it. Or like, I've had it for a while. You don't really disclose that you bought it for like another person. Yeah, yeah. But... In those moments, I've also thought, like, it's a ridiculous concept for me to have to keep trying to buy a new set of yeah, lingerie of for every new man in my life and then never use the other one again. Yeah. So I guess with sex toys, what do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's a really interesting question. And I think it's, like, worth actually doing some research and actually, like, writing a full-blown article about it. It's very interesting. I think just for me personally, I mean, like I just said, yeah, you've got my box. box is literally <laughs> in the cupboard not to be opened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like it was it just obviously reminds me of a past relationship yes. and so for me I'm just like I mean I may as well just throw them away honestly but like shame like they're so expensive <laughs> you know anyway I just feel like yeah for me personally I yeah it would remind me of the last relationship and therefore 
I guess maybe me. that's the thing. Hey, it's like the psychological attachment that you have to something or the, yeah. the reminder, the mental cue. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the issue. If you don't have an issue with that. Then by all means. And also, means. It's, it's also so like personal. Like if you are single and you have a whole bunch of toys, you know, then by all means, you know, you, you're not going to be buying a new sex toy for every person you sleep with, you know. Yeah. So it's so circumstantial. Yeah. I've also read somewhere about if you were, for example, if you were single or even if you weren't and if you had your good old trusty sex toys that you were taking with you from relationship to relationship and you wanted to use them if, even if you were using them, them on different partners this is i love sex with emily so i'm giving like yeah. all regurgitating all her information <laughs> but she says that you could just if you just put a condom on your sex toys oh yeah 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 then you can like you don't have to have any scum bars exactly using the same toys as different I haven't people heard that. yeah it's yeah. very clever it is clever hey? yeah super clever super duper clever yeah do you feel like you could go back to a life without sex toys now that you've had this experience? Um, I think it's just, it's like what you were saying earlier, like you, you know, it's not that you need it or don't need it. I just think it's so nice to have the option. I think it's, you know, it brings that novelty and it brings that excitement. And more than that, what I have found about sex toys in the bedroom is that it actually creates a space for communication more than anything. I think a lot of us, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I feel like a lot of people go through sex with like barely even communicating sometimes. And I think so it's true. so important to be able to voice yourself. And I think bringing a toy into the, into the scenario almost helps that in that you know, you can, you actually need to say, okay, cool, like, let's, uh, let's, like, use a toy today, or, you know, or, or pass me that lube, or how about we use some massage oil, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up in just, like, having sex, and then it's over, you know, communicating what you want and need is so important. It's so, so true, it's definitely true for me as well, I feel like, just as I look at the length of my sex life, you know, from when I started having sex, to now it's many many years <laughs> <laughs> so many years <laughs> but i mean yeah like but if you consider how much sex i fucking how <laughs> jesus christ how much sex i probably had <laughs> uh, like, i don't really is your brain just like clocking the hours <laughs> i'm also just thinking about how i sound i'm like crisis danielle but yeah like i i don't think that i've ever probably been you're not ever, but I haven't been very communicative over those years, you know? Yeah. As you said, you kind of do just, I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe it's like a woman, like male, feminine, masculine, feminine dynamic in the bedroom where it kind of also sometimes feels like there's a little bit more of a passive role than an active role or, mm. you know? And not to say that that isn't shifting or that yeah. women aren't able to take the reins more in a relationship or in a sexual experience, but... I don't know. There is this kind of weird passivity that I think is sometimes implicit in like those sexual engagements, especially on like maybe also for men. Maybe men don't always use their words. Oh yeah. Maybe we oh just God, like please. no one wants to offend each other. I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I think men are probably more silent than women, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but you are right. Exactly what you've said. In my experience as well, having or playing with sex toys in the bedroom 
it is one of those things where you have to be like, so I have this idea. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. makes it fun and exciting. You're like, ooh, like maybe we should use that thing. Yes. Or like Dr. Emily said this one thing today in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Like, do should you we think? do it? Should we? Yeah. Is it okay? And then also when you're doing it, do you like this? Exactly. Is it nice? Yeah. That's actually the point. Is yeah. that, you know, you actually start communicating about those kinds of things, you know. Yeah. Do you like it when I do this? Do you not? You know, and yeah. I think that is like, so important because I mean if you can't speak to your partner about how you like things then yeah you've got to you've really got to work on that so <laughs> if you can't speak to your partner about how you like things buy a sex toy that's <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's buy a sex yeah. toy in order to you know create a, a space where you can communicate yeah no it's great it's super great but yeah, I think also like just to like reiterate because I feel like a lot of men feel intimidated by sex toys and I feel like it is shifting slowly, but we've got to get them to understand that it's not a replacement or it's yeah. not like better than sex with, you know, them or whatever partner. It's just about like adding something extra. But I think I, the reason I bring it up is just because I have heard it so often, you know, of like, oh, well, if, especially at sex bows, you know, men would come with their partners and say, oh, well, if we get this, then she doesn't need me anymore. Like as a joke, yeah. but like, is it a joke? You know, and it's like, it, that's not what it's for, you know, that I, I just like really want men, you know, men who are in relationships with women to understand that penetrative sex, penis in vagina sex is not actually the way for many women. Like women most of the time do not orgasm from that. Mm. So having that extra boost is really vital and men mustn't feel intimidated by it men must actually just embrace it and you know it's it's an extra additional thing to help your partner enjoy themselves um speaking of the sexpo what was your best seller at the sexpo so at sexpo we had quite a few best sellers we actually brought in a new product um from france it's this brand called Pusante, and it is a suction toy on the one side and a vibrator on the other side. So it's basically a wand um, and then you can actually bend the wand to use both sides simultaneous, simultaneously. So that sold out. And I think it sold out just because it's such an incredible, innovative product. I mean, there's, yeah, I haven't seen it before. You know, it's basically two toys in one. And yeah, you, you're getting both suction and vibration in yeah. one toy. That was the thing that you showed me, hey? Yeah. 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 So that sold out. Oh, we, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. There was a few things that kind of sold out. We, we have this other toy called the Tenga Vibring, which is, uh, it's basically a ring that goes onto the penis. And then it has this kind of extension that is a vibrator that sits like perfectly on the clit. And, um, we like we love that that toy is actually like one of our faves really just because it's so nice to actually you know have a toy that's more interactive between partners so yeah like like we were saying earlier you know we need these a lot of women need these these extra add-ons for themselves but i think it's always nice to have these toys where it's actually involving both people yeah. so like this ring is exactly that so <laughs> from the male side of using the ring as the feedback has been that it's that it's a good sensation 
So does it have like a, it's so a vibrating this, ring? <laughs> so this <laughs> ring in particular, so most most um, cock rings, I don't know why, like I literally cringe when I say that word. <laughs> I know, it does, it just, it's a very harsh turn of phrase. I know. Ugh, anyway, I'm like, it is what it it's is. It's a cock ring. <laughs> cock ring, cock so, ring, cock ring. So they, so the, the ring that we have, it doesn't vibrate on the actual ring itself it's just the attachment that vibrates so it's it's basically aimed at the clitoris that that's where it will vibrate but the ring itself obviously there will be a bit of vibration coming through that but most other rings that whole ring will vibrate whereas this whole ring doesn't so it's kind of like the combination of just like a cock ring which serves its own purpose yeah you can just buy them like, yeah non-vibrating yes, yeah non-vibrating and yeah. then yes the, exactly because every vibrating uh, cock ring thing that i've ever tried has been an absolute shamble yeah if they just like flop around and they don't really get to the place they're supposed to be going and yeah and i think uh, i mean listen i'm sure I don't know. I can't speak because I don't have a penis, but I'm sure it feels great. But I think the key for, you know, partner play is that, you know, the clitoris needs to be stimulated. And if it's just on the ring, like, it's not going to be that easy for your clitoris to feel that. Yeah. But that's why this one is just so amazing. This can be maybe our, our closing rogue question or thought process. So we know that AI is launching off at the moment yeah you know like there's talk about it everywhere it's just developing at such a rapid pace and about a year ago maybe maybe a bit more I listened to a podcast (laughs) my favorite thing to do um and it was by Tim Ferriss and he had a guest on and I don't know like it's quite interesting there's an entire field called futurology Okay. okay. Yeah. You have you heard of it? Yeah. I, I love Tim Ferriss. I love Tim yeah. Ferriss. I I find the fact that you can become like a futurist bonkers. And basically what futurists do is they predict outcomes like in the future and they I guess a lot of it is kind of worst case scenario. A lot yeah. of it is worst case scenario predictions and then they sell these predictions or they when you become a specialist at doing this, you can go work for like a massive company maybe they're like an oil plant yeah. or something and they say, okay, we need a futurist and what's like the worst, worst, worsty, worst, worst that could happen <laughs> if we launch this thing or if we do this thing. So part of the conversation they had on this podcast was a futurist conversation around sex toys and AI. Ooh, oh my yeah. God, like the movie Her. Yes. Love. Yes. And exactly, like similar to that. And I wonder what the sex toys of like, the generations to come like in a hundred years are going to be yeah it's true because i mean if you think about it now like like the big question actually so many people were coming to us at sexpo and asking if we have um you know app and remote controlled sex toys and we don't yet but we are definitely going to get some because it's in such demand and it's obviously because you know people are in long distance relationships and you know, like, this is the one way to kind of solve that issue. Yeah. But so if that's, like, what's happening now, I mean, yeah, what? Let your imagination run yeah, wild, Yeah, I suppose, kids. like, yeah. what's that, that Apple, like, the Vision Pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I feel like whenever there's new technology, like, 
porn is the first thing to kind of overtake right mm. so vision pro yeah <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> so wild so so wild okay well mira thank you so much for coming cool um i also wanted to say that like a sincere apology for first of all not knowing your surname <laughs> and thinking leggy's name was leggy i'm like acting like you guys are no, too dude. i don't know bonnie and clyde just some Love really it. well-known celebrity <laughs> couple that just have one names only like just one name well soon soon we'll have one surname so how sure. do we get to legas so legas when he was young so his name is greg he fell off his little scooter when he was like nine and he like scraped his leg and everyone used to call him Gregus. And then his brother started saying, Gregus, how's your legus? Oh, no. And then it became legus. And then for the rest of time, his entire family, all his friends. Oh, my God. Instagram, Facebook, everything's legus. When I met him, I was like, what is what this is name? What kind of a name is this? <laughs> Wow, I actually think it's quite a cool name. No, it's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so all these nicknames. That's so, that's so I love it. Okay, any, do you, you want to say anything as like a closing or where people um, can check you out? Yeah, I think like um, in closing, I feel like especially after this, you know, this weekend at Sexpo, um, it does feel like, you know, the vision that we had, had for this business, you know, to create this space <clears throat> where we can just have this really enjoyable, playful, normal, fun experience when it comes to sex toys, um, it really is needed. And that kind of um, came across this weekend when interacting with, you know, the general public. So I'm just hoping that, you know, the need is still there going forward and I'm really excited for what's to come. What's to come is hopefully a real life sex shop. Oh, like really? that is the goal, honestly, to have like a physical space. Honestly, just like the goal is to be glossier, but sex stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> like just beautiful, like, you know, aesthetic, normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your stand was definitely like, okay, this is going to not be really good English. I was going to say your stand was standout, <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it stood out. Your stand stood out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, well, it was a bit makeshifty for, you know, it's our first year. We, we still like brand new, like yeah. we've only been around for a few months. So we're getting there. Um, that's crazy. But it feels longer. You guys I have been know. doing a lot, eh? You've been yeah, doing the most. Yeah, we've got a we've got some we've got a lot in the pipelines and yeah, I just like I want this to be the end goal, you know what I mean? Like mm. the two of us together, like it's it's also crazy. I mean that in that in itself is like a whole nother conversation, like husband, wife, you know, owning a business together. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But well, keep us posted. We'll be following. I'll be yeah, following. Yeah, follow us on Insta, yeah. Facebook if you have Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly Insta and yeah, and then our site, pleasesex.com. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Alrighty, bye.